Good morning, good morning, good morning. Man, this is Everyone Doesn't Eat Everyone's Gumbo. This is our first episode here, starting Deirdre T. Wilmer, founder and CLO of Gumbo Lending Group Corporation, based here in Houston, Texas. Service all over the state of Texas, but also we do 47 states on non-owner-occupied properties. And this podcast, we're going to talk about the journey of life, mortgage banking, consumer commercial, sports pop culture fashion education political empowerment and anything else we can think of whatsoever 
and this podcast is mainly service all segments of the population regardless of ethnicity also to origin or anything else this is what we do here on everyone doesn't eat gumbo i have today i have our special guest eddie paplona eddie how you doing today my man i'm doing well brother how are you doing oh man trying to live the dream trying to live the dream man i just man just wanted to just thank you man for man being here this morning man just want to send a straight shout out to you and your family man and man, eddie is one of those people man if, if you ain't got a friend that's a friend you need <laughs> <laughs> well thank man, you man i appreciate know. it man i really do oh man most definitely most definitely most definitely man eddie man i just man wanted to man just say man thank you for being part of this morning and Man, just want to start My off, pleasure. man, just start out with this first topic, man. This Kobe Bryant situation, man, happened a few weeks ago. And, you know, I know his uh, his memorial. He's already been, of course, laid to rest with him and his daughter and rest of the uh, seven members um, that lost their parish. They lost their lives physically. But, of course, their spirit is internal. So spirit don't die. Absolutely. Just the physical body. Right. Absolutely. Uh, to make that clear. Right. right. Um, and, you know, with with. With Kobe, his legacy, man, uh, you know, as a father, and I speak on my behalf, can't answer for any other man that who is a father, is that uh, I would have went down like that. And the reason why I say I would have went down like that because of the fact that of the years that I've committed to coaching and raising everybody else's kids, mm -hmm. um, commitment that I made to every other folks like outside of my own kid, and for him to say, hey, you know, not it wasn't a team mom it wasn't a team dad it was a, hey you want to catch a ride you know you want to help out run this tournament hey i'll bring mm -hmm. you back and forth you know i'm gonna bring you from right. galva from 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 santa fe texas all the way to the woodlands <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the oh, distance yeah. between you know new uh, uh john wayne airport which i spent a lot of time there working out there and and, and a hop up in orange county until you get to out there in thousand oaks and just to give you kind of like of a scale, if you're in Texas or in Dallas, that's like from DeSoto to Plano, you know, and mm -hmm. so or the Frisco, I should say. And so that what I say, man, is something I would have done, man, is that 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 is a man's man. And, you know, I see all the girls, dads, pictures and everything else I see online. I don't have a daughter. Um, and uh, and I, I just said to myself, man, is that. That man legacy go down as what a real man's supposed to do. You die for the cause. And your life was physical life was lost. But I know his legacy lasts forever. So Eddie, I know you want to chime in on that, but I just want to throw that out there, man. Just that much love to Vanessa and, and the family and, and the Laker Nation. And you know, whom man whom he grew up 20 some years in the NBA and and I'm going to talk about his coaching, his, his mama mentality, how it helped my coaching. But, Eddie, I just want you to elaborate, man. And What's your thoughts on that, man? So as a parent, man, I can't even begin to try and fathom uh, what Vanessa is going through. Uh, not only did she lose her partner in life, but she lost one of her own. Uh, you know, Gigi, she grew inside of her. I mean, that was, that's a piece of Vanessa that's just gone. You know what I mean? So uh, my thoughts and prayers absolutely go out to Vanessa and the entire Bryant family and anybody affected by this. Um, I, and I'm 110 percent uh, with you, man. That's that's the type of guy I'd be if I had the means. And hey, you, you know, you, you want to ride? I got you. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, I can get us there quick. Jump on. It doesn't matter who you are. And that that's the beauty of Kobe, man. 
um, not only was he just a fierce, phenomenal competitor, uh, but off the court, he was just a genuinely kind type person. So uh, it, it was really, it's really hard for me. Uh, we've had this discussion, man. I'm a Jordan fan. I, I grew up a Jordan fan. And oh, uh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. We'll, again, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about no, that later. Man, not the Jay Bennett and Jordan, man. Come on. Jordan <laughs> had Pippen, man. Cartwright, man. He had, man. Man, he had Paxson. And then he had Steve Kerr. Man, come on, man. You, man, when he went to the Wizards, man, he, man, come on. Man, stay with man, you guys. Hang on a second. All right, hang on yeah. a second. Again, yeah. I'm going to leave you with this, and then I'm going to keep going forward, all right? You think okay. Kobe was alone, man? You're, you're crazy. You're crazy if you think <laughs> Kobe did it on his own, all right? But no, I saw I saw a uh, a thing come come across one of my social media feeds uh, a few months back, and it was showing uh, the the actual likenesses between Jordan and Kobe. And, and Kobe actually, if you see the videos, man, I mean they're set 10, 15 years apart, and uh, you see that Kobe was definitely a, a Michael a student of Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of his moves were were very very similar, and if you just took the silhouette, you wouldn't be able to tell who's who. You ain't lying. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna take away from Jay. You know, right. I mean, Michael Jordan was good, of course, back in the '90s. That was that was during right. I was high school, and you know, in middle school, but back in the high school and going to college based on his prime back in the right. '90s. Right. You know, I'm gonna say this, man. You know, everybody, every the game is different. You know, from what it was. Yeah, every the game is totally different, and so. You know, and and back to you know, I get back on topic with Kobe. It's just right, that right. that I had a player, man, uh, came home, one of my pitchers, man, um, that I coached for years. He's in college now. I uh, graduated Klein High School. One of my one of my greatest kids that I coach, and um, that kid there, man. This goes back to after games, man. His dad was starting a new business, left his left corporate America, started his own um, fashion cosmetic line. Um, nice. If you see a lot of the lotions and it comes from uh, lotions, you see a lot, a lot of the materials that you see at nail salons across the, across the United States and maybe across the world. His father was one of the partners into that. And man, so nice. I told his dad, man, hey, man, you do your business. You start your entrepreneur. He stepped out on corporate America, out of, out of corporate America in his own as an entrepreneur in his product line. I said, I bring Kane to and from from practice and games. That was the commitment. That's what, what Kobe did. That's what right. we do. We don't go around and broadcast this, put this on Facebook, Instagram, all social media saying, say, hey, I'm a great dad. That's not what we do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I know that's the culture we live in, but no, we don't go and advertise no. that. The, and the proof is in man, the pudding. Here. Yeah. This young man here, man, we when he was the game, the game that he was up for, I'll add coach, am I pitching? I said, dude, I keep telling him we have a rotation. Okay. No, you're not pitching today. But he said, Coach, am I pitching? When he knew he was pitching, he said, Coach, am I still pitching? I said, <laughs> Yeah. And I always asked them, Why you always ask me, Coach? He said, Coach, I'm like Kobe. I always want the rock in my hand. Yep. And I said, Damn. I said, That's that mamba, that, that mamba mentality. And then yep. I asked him, I said, And when he got caught up in jams and like he had batters, you know, bat on a plate, he had bases loaded, you know, with one out, you know, I I go to the mound. And I didn't go out there and have no conversation rubbing the ball and talking about, hey, man, you know, how you feeling? I said, <laughs> I went to the mound and I whistled in his ear. 
ball out like Kobe, take over like Kobe, and walk straight back to the dugout. And guess yep. what happened? Yep. He brought that Mamba mentality. I believe and, it. I believe and it. that's what I'm saying. He brought it. And so that ought to be a message to our lives going forward is the fact that you have to have a mama mentality. But guess what, Eddie? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a close it out with that mama mentality. Make sure I don't forget about that. And I I'm got you. Add that. But, man, let's talk about today's topic, man. Um, let's do this. Uh, man, it is, is, you know, down payment assistance, man. I, I put, I'm putting a vlog out in a few days and right now we get into the uh home buying season and just later on mm -hmm. edit uh one of my clients to close them last year on a va loan man and man uh, i'm gonna let you you know tell your testimony man on that one but uh you know 100 financing no money down um you know um, um of course uh, gave uh waive all lender costs plus gave additional uh thousand dollars to offer my commission to cover remaining costs during the promotion we're going to run start march 1st no cost mortgages only you responsible for is third-party costs plus 1500 dollars if you come with a 640 credit score and you, your purchase price are greater than two hundred thousand dollars which we'll talk about later episodes and you'll see the vlog and on youtube on facebook on follow me on facebook and instagram you'll see that promotion coming about but let me say this that down payment assistance uh, eddie man is something that i think that a lot of people run after and say, hey, man, is it out there? Is it out there? There ain't no such thing as free money. No, fact. Ain't no Absolute such thing. Fact. <laughs> you, you're a veteran, okay? You know, you, you're a veteran, man. And so, you know, man, working for the feds, man, dealing with the feds, ain't no such thing as free. And nope. so I go through that struggle and do it so you got government agencies through the city, like here in Houston, city of Houston. You got Austin, city of Austin, great program. City of Dallas, great program. TDCH, T-Shack, great program in Texas. Georgia Department of Community Affairs, Louisiana. All these states got the great programs, but guess what? They come from the same doggone funding force. Funding for source, excuse me. Funding for force. It's not like our president. The funding source. <laughs> the funding source, which it comes to HUD, which is administered to the Community Development Block Grants called CDBGs. Or the home funds, which they ask for every every. It's not they ask for three years of tax returns and all the in, uh, income docs you have, and your kids got part time jobs. They want to know their money they make. They go through your bank statements to find out. Anytime you got a cash app or you pay somebody on where they're coming from, but guess what? They want to term it as a need, not a want, but a need. Right. And so. Now, there's a the best program I tell people is two best programs for down payment assistance. And I'm gonna tell you why I say those two. Number one, the Federal Home Loan Bank. If you are if you're dealing with a bank that's a member of the Federal Home Loan Bank, they give you a grant. Total different ball game. Yep. And then your own money. Save your own doggone money. That's actual free money. Thank you. That's free money. <laughs> you can't get more cheaper than your own money, huh? Bargains for right. yourself. And if you have a 401k, of course, you don't have to have any penalties because you're doing for the purchase of a home. So those are things you get you consult with your company uh, servicer, whoever service that account for your company for 401k. So those are the opportunities, man, that can help you. And of course, at, at Gumbo Lindegar, we'll do whatever it takes, man, where you come to the closing table with just your down payment. If you can just get the three and a half percent or three percent in or five or 20, whatever your goals are or your, your investment goals, we will get you there. But guess why I say I'm not a 
I love down payment assistance. I've been on set on boards. I used to argue with people, people go do it. But that was back in the late 90s when I got this business back in 96, back in the 2000s. But guess what's happened now in the 2020s, man? Eddie, guess what happened? Tell me. Tell me. Problem is, Eddie, sellers don't want to wait. Look at your deal. Yep. They want to close with 15, 20 days? Yep. yep. You had a, uh, how many buyers you had to be? Four or five buyers? Uh, yeah, at least. Yes. At least it, it was a great deal. Uh, I just happened to be the first one in the shoot and uh, the <laughs> first one to, to go ahead and throw my offer in. Yeah, timing was everything as far as this deal was uh, was concerned, man. And uh, if, if I can speak, let me speak on this real quick uh, for the oh. listeners. I'm going to tell you uh, gumbo lending has that mama mentality. Uh, that's just fact. Uh, and I'm going to take it back. I'm going to tie Kobe in. Kobe had this, uh, this way of separating himself from the rest and elevating himself. Right. And that's what made him the phenomenon, the phenomenon that he was, you know what I mean? Uh, phenomenal player. Uh, I loved watching him play. Not, not a huge fan of the team. Loved watching Kobe play. Uh, gumbo lending is the exact same way. Um, that y'all separated yourself from everybody else. Uh, you went ahead and cut off, trimmed all the fat, all that extra stuff that really didn't need to be done. And you made, made everything so much easier to the fact that, you know, I'm sending my family, my, my actual, my sister, uh, closed with you, uh, about three months, four months after that. Right. Yep. So did. She so did. I, I used this so, example, man. I, with her, I mean, you know, she did a, you know, FHA, refinance streamline refinance that people don't know about now credit right. qualified mortgage where's that we added you know you can add you know family members you got friends you got whomever else you can remove and those are the things that man like you were talking about mama metallics i look at this morning and you know i had to go on a property man appraiser turned around added a extra condition on the property didn't even know i i kind of knew that she wrote it but she cleared it but didn't really clear it so guess what i did late last night 11 o'clock at night i had to go patch it up myself I, I mean, that's the that's the crap, man. That we do, we just GSD. If you don't know what GSD is, that means get we know whatever done, right? <laughs> you know, we don't get do credit repair. <laughs> we don't <laughs> do the credit repair crap. That's that's another episode, you know, that I'm going to talk about credit repair. That you know, I'm not. I respect the, the game of why folks do it. By all means, go for it. Do your thing, okay? Right. You know, but does that really help you? And I'm going to talk about. From an underwriter perspective, what people don't know about me, uh, Eddie, I've been a national underwriting manager for years mm -hmm. and for many years. And so most time we meet people who are salespeople and they do a great job, but they never get a chance to meet the person who make the decisions. That's why I say right. the best lawyers or former judges, the best doctors are surgeons who teach medicine at your medical school down the street. Right. And so those are the different things and dynamics that is required in order to be an expert and has been to have the wisdom, but also to edit. I can't do it by myself. People like you, man, and the, the, the skill set. And that's why I, I love about you, Eddie, and in your space right now as in, 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 of course, in property flipping and investments and from commercial and residential property. So, Eddie, man, right now, what's in your world, in your space right now, my man? Right now, I mean, it's like you hit the nail on the head, man. We're getting to that season where uh, people are going to start looking to sell very quickly and people looking to start buy very quickly. Um, you know, I deal more in a cash uh, type situation. So uh, dealing with gumbo, that was the first time that I've ever considered dealing uh, doing a conventional loan. Um, 
in doing so uh, in my experience in life i just saw all all the trials and tribulations that people in the past have gone through trying to get this house bought you know what was supposed to take 30 to 45 days ends up taking four to six months and um it, it, and you know it, it just draws it out the seller's got issues because you know the deal's taking too long they can't afford to keep paying you know that type of situation with gumbo we, uh, it was, I don't have anything to compare it to personally, uh, just other people's, but it was, uh, it was streamlined. It was, uh, I think at the time, uh, the, the industry standard for getting deals done was about 60 days. Um, Dedrick got me, uh, from the time that he ran my credit to the time that we closed, I think it was, uh, 29 days. Oh man. Yeah. It was, oh shoot, yeah. man. It was 29 calendar days, but, um, for, for business days, it was like 17, 18 days. Right, right. Start to finish, and I think the twenty nine days from when we actually physically had interaction, not even time for contract. See, a lot right. of times it's the fact that a lot of times we go get a contract, and then we won't get mortgage financing. You, that's you, you, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you throwing the saddle the wrong way. That's the Texas thing, right. you know. You, you know, you, you you put the saddle. You don't put the saddle, you know, front of the horse. You put it on the side or the back of the horse. You know, back right, of the right. horse. You know, so you know, so you take care of preparation early. You get all the kinks out, and and once you get all the kinks out, and you set the expectation, we turn around and say, go look, go go establish an appetite. That's the key. We always want to put lenders say, hey, tell me how much I can get qualified for. No, I'm not making your mortgage payment. <laughs> you tell me what you can afford, okay? Right. So exactly. You know your payment point is 13, 14, 15, 18, 2,000, 25, 3,000, or beyond. Then once you tell me your payment point, I can just determine to say, hey, if it's qualifiable, okay? So right. if it's qualifiable, but if it's not qualifiable, then we come back to, you know, to the realistic part. But but hey, man, right now, man, you you know what? Tell me about property flipping, man. Right now. Um, I'm having some concerns with the property flipping world and when they're trying to sell to individuals for their primary residence, right? Now I'm dealing with the case right. as we speak. You know, man. So tell me, man, in your world and in wholesaling and, and property flipping investments, man, how is it out there right now? Uh, it depends. You know, uh, situation dictates and it depends on where you are in the country, what you're doing, whether you're doing it locally or you're doing it, you know, uh, virtually. So uh, virtually would be, you know, if you live in Minnesota and you're flipping properties just online in California. Um, it, it, so it's that's kind of a. a I don't know, open, que open ended question, I guess you could say, because uh, it. It, 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 again, it all it all depends on where you're at. Uh, as far as where I'm at, I'm in a very very hot hot market right oh, now. Oh man, you're in ATX, huh? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Austin, Austin Central Texas. Texas area. Yes, sir. From Dallas to uh, San Antonio, and then uh, if you head out east east of Houston, man, I mean it is it's crazy the amount of fingers that are in this pie. It's uh it's very challenging. It's very challenging. So uh, again, you got to take that mama mentality, separate and elevate. Uh, and I figured out a few little tricks that have uh, worked well for myself. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, it all depends, again, on the person. But, again, our market is hot. Uh, when you've got a hot market, you've got a lot of people. And there's a lot, a lot of competition. So, um, oh, man, you, you know. Honest. But it's nope. a big market nope. share. I mean, come on, man. Let's, let's talk about the metropolitan areas. Dallas, okay. DFW is the the. the the fourth largest metropolitan area in the country. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at a crash in at least about 10 million. 
And then you have the fourth. I'm not talking about the largest cities. We're talking about MMSAs, metropolitan statistical areas. Okay, mm -hmm. now we consider North Texas. You got Southeast Texas, Houston. That is the mm -hmm. right behind each other. You know what I'm saying? With fifth. Yep. Okay. Of course, Houston's the third largest city. Probably gonna be. Probably gonna be. It's the fourth largest. Gonna probably be third in the probably in a few months. But, I mean, the explosion <laughs> here in Houston, but for the MSA, it's still right competing with Dallas. Then you got San Antonio, Austin. Man, those two cities put together. You know what I'm saying? Is is equivalent to put Miami and Philadelphia together. Okay, so right, man, man, you just tap a, just a little bit of market share, you could do great. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, but again, even though these these metropolitan metropolitan areas are are huge, uh, you know, it, it it again, it can be very very challenging to try and break into these markets if you don't know anybody or if you are brand new, uh, and it discourages a lot of investors. Uh, you know, they throw in their bids and then you've got somebody who's been doing it for 10, 15 years, who, who's got a huge rapport built throughout the city uh, that are, they come swoop in. They make their deal and, and kind of leaves the little guy out and about. So, uh, yeah, it, there is market share there. I don't see I don't see it as much of a, a share as you might uh, being in Houston. You know, me being right in the thick of it. Um yes. You know, it, it, I've, I've come, I've come across, uh, my, my share of challenges. That's for sure, man. When I started this business, I went 14 months before I made my first deal. Wow. Before I flipped, made my first flip, you know, so but it was that driving that desire. Say again. Not, so it's not as easy to make it to be like it is on no. TV, like, you know, the, oh, no. the TV shows that's out there, you know? Yeah. 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 HGTV man has, has helped, uh, helped make it more and more challenging for us you know they show us the stories uh of what they're going through and they make it look so easy and even when there are issues you know they they give you that dramatization type music um but then it's it turns out to be an easier fix than what it was folks i'm telling you don't buy into that man it is not that easy you need to put work into it you know what i mean you need to put your hustle into it you need to get that mama mentality and go to work that's that's how you become successful. Those people have been doing it for a while. So they've got the money for advertising. They've got the money to be able to pick up these houses and, and not even think, you know what I mean? And they've got the money to go ahead and deal with any kind of prof, uh, problems that may arise or what I like to call surprises behind the walls. Um, so, you know, those people worked and hustled and they were on the grind to get to where they're at right now. They kept their focus. They kept their targets. And, and just kept shooting them, you know what I mean? And that's why they're on TV today. That's why they're doing what they're doing. But don't let, and, you know, don't and let Eddie, it discourage. And Eddie, you know, great when you mentioned that. And I'm just, you know, my question to you is, you know, I see a lot of, you know, individuals, homeowners, and just something, if you, there's a difference between if you're a home buyer that's buying a house as your primary residence yes. and are buying it to an investment to put a tenant in there. Those are two different dynamics. So let me just give a PSA. Okay, public service announcement. If you don't know what I mean, <laughs> number one, <laughs> number one, if you buy it to primary residence. Uh, first thing, always realize I don't give a kid his house is under construction, or has been existing for 120 years under restoration. All homes have wear and tear. Okay, fact. But does that house meet minimal property standards from a HUD perspective through FHA financing, through VA, through the Veterans Administration, Veterans Affairs, or do Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or other type of mortgage banking products? They're totally different dynamics. So, but guess what? Those are there's are things that you don't compromise on. 
Number one, lead right. based paint. Lead based paint. You have a house. <laughs> you have a house that has been built 1978 or or or, or later or earlier than 1978. Yeah. From, from the days of, of Pharaoh walked the earth to 1978. <laughs> okay. From Betty White's birth. Till now, Man, or till know, There's a lot of it ain't Betty Young. Okay, we old Betty Young. Right, right. fair Betty enough. Betty chilling in Minneapolis, man. Well, now I'm assuming she's in Southern Cal, but you know, but love Miss Betty White. That's my girl, man. All of us from Golden Girls, but that's another conversation on that one. Love right, right. Favorite shows, Golden Girls. So, but as a kid growing up, but I tell you this: if you have a home up to 1978. Please get an inspection. You could go to Lowe's or Home Depot, get a 3M test kit. I ain't one of my sponsors, but I'm throwing it out there. Test the doggone paint. If it's red, then get it scrubbed, removed, whatever. But don't put your family, no dogs, nobody out there on that type of house. You see the wear and tear. I don't care where you live in this country, unless you live in somewhere in the middle part of outside of Macon, Georgia. Where there's probably no house, a 20 mile, a five mile radius. The next neighbor is up the road a quarter of a mile. Don't compromise. Fact. Get your quality home. So as an investor, Eddie, man, man, what is the ethics, man, integrity comes down to property when you when you sell into a, another flipper or you sell to someone that occupies a primary residence? Is there a different methodology to that? There absolutely is. Just like in anything, man, you've got people that are going to do business for the right reasons. And then you're going to do business. Uh, you're going to get people that are going to do business because all they see is the dollar size. Um, so my company, Pamplona Investment Group, our main focus is helping people. That's what we do. OK, if you've got a if you're in a situation, you're in a tight spot, you need to get out of your property quickly. We can help facilitate that. That's what we do. And we can help new buyers get into it, how uh, get into the property. You know, we can facilitate that as well. I mean, I've got a good lender uh, that I work with, Gumbo Lending Group, but uh, <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> so, uh, but you've got people out there that are just out there trying to, to figure out uh, how this client client's going to either pay for their Mercedes or buy that new Gucci bag or whatever it is, right? Um, so it, you just need to be careful to Take care. You got to be careful who you deal with as far as from an investor's perspective. We try to help. Therefore, if there is something like lead based paint and we're making the flip, I'm not going to put out a product that's just going to sit there and, and, you know, I'm not going to hide things. I'm going to do it the right way because my focus is to ensure that that next family or that next person that takes possession of that property has less to worry about. And they can just go ahead and move forward with whatever their their the desire is with that property. Not everybody does that. All right. We got a lot of investors out there that really don't have the money or they're they're gonna cut out of renovation costs to go ahead and and pat patting up uh, the the profit margin. And, and that's just uh, you know, again, that's just seeing the dollar sign. That's not helping the person. So uh, be yes, sir. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please forgive me. Go ahead. No, no. So, so again, it goes it goes back to uh, you need to be careful who you're dealing with. As an investor, my clients are different mm -hmm. than yours. You know what I mean? So, my 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 clients are other investors, and uh, even if I don't like in that situation with the property that you were dealing with with the lead based paint, 
you know, that's a disclaimer right off the bat. If I know that there's lead-based paint, I'm putting it in the contract. I'm going to let them know, hey, this property was built, uh, you know, 1950, whatever. And um, the chances are very good that lead-based paint was, uh, was used. Uh, or if I test it, I can say, you know, it's tested positive for lead-based paint and, and make it known. So then that way it gives the buyer the opportunity, hey, do I really want to put in the extra money that it's going to cost to go ahead and get that remediated? Or am I just going to go ahead and move on? From an investor's perspective, again, those guys have the money and they have the budget for it. So they're going to go ahead and say, okay, that's all right. And they'll strip it out, strip it down and put it back, you know, brand, what could be as close to brand new, you know, on old bones as you can get. Um, so that's, that's what you need to look out for, man. You got to look for the people that are actually trying to help the people and not, the people that are just trying to, you know, take trips to the Bahamas. You're not lying, man. And that, and Eddie, man, how can, man, potential and uh, current investors, man, can reach out to you, man, can you, uh, what's your number, man, and give me all your contact information. Oh, you got it. You got it. You can find me on Facebook, Pamplona Investment Group. Um, we've, we've got the page set up there. You can reach me at uh, my office. The number is 512-887-4289, uh, spells out, uh, 512-887-I-BUY, or you can email wow. me. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. <laughs> I love that. Love that. 512-887-I-BUY. And I buy properties of every single type. There is no situation that I will steer away from. And the beauty of being an investor is we're not bound by uh, certain regulations that you would if you had to be a licensed real estate agent or a broker. We can get creative and it's all legal. Uh, it's just a, a way of making sure that everybody, uh, you know, can, can work on a deal or get, get a deal done to, to help the whatever the situation is. Wow, man, that is great, man. Eddie, I got a quick question for you, man. You gotta shoot. You gotta hit me, man. Do you eat everybody's every, everybody's gumbo, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about this. I was actually thinking about this this morning, man. And um, metaphorically speaking, no, I do not. Literally, I have yet to eat gumbo that I don't like, man. Oh, uh, gumbo etouffee and boudin, and it's over, man. I I'm like a lap dog. <laughs> I'll roll over and let you scratch my belly. Um, <laughs> no, but metaphorically speaking, man, there's been some, uh, some gumbo out there that, uh, that I have had the opportunity to go ahead and, and get some, but it, first look, it didn't look right. Now uh, there've been times where I was absolutely wrong and I, you know, I could have, um, benefited greatly from it. Uh, but again, it's just one of those things. Not every gumbo the first taste, you like it the first taste. Some of it, you know, you just need to be acquired. Um, I don't have any regrets for missing out on them. You know, it was lesson learned. Um, Would you had a bad and, experience? And, and, I mean, I, I'm well. I've had some bad experiences, um, but, but nothing, nothing that I really, really want to go into. Because I mean, <laughs> it's gonna, you got failed to listen to you. Because in your world, you only have a couple of people that really said they could make gumbo. See, in my world, in South Louisiana, I'm born and raised in Baton Rouge, is. You know, that everyone, you know, everybody, and even not even Baton Rouge, gumbo is an international, uh, uh, you know, soup now. I go to, man, I mm -hmm. go to Washington State up in Florida, all across the USA, some restaurant want to sell some gumbo. And, right, you right. know, and, and if you, if you dealt with anybody who live along I-10, I'm talking about South Louisiana, if you don't know, South Louisiana starts, starts at the Bucky's, I call Luland, Texas. That's in between. <laughs> 
between Houston and San Antonio. That's where South Louisiana starts. And it yep. goes like a slingshot on I-10 all the way to, I say, the Pensacola, Florida. That's where South Louisiana starts and ends, okay? And so that, <laughs> to be honest with you, realistic, that's where the Spaniards and the French settle right. um, during that time. So that's why it's, technically it is. So South Louisiana go in a slingshot on I-10, so everybody along that path. Yep. Like Houston, I mean, Houston and, and Baton Rouge and New Orleans and Lafayette, they all compete who got the best Creole Cajun food. It, I mean, it's a hard competition. And I'm a native of Louisiana, native Baton Rouge, and they got some spots in town that kick your butt here in Houston. Oh, yeah. So, so if you don't want to go to New Orleans or Baton Rouge or Lafayette and Lake Charles and you still want a South Louisiana flavor, you can always come to Houston. Either way, Absolutely. you're not going wrong. But everybody make gumbo different. And so, yes. so wet roux, dry roux, some people, wieners, don't eat gumbo with wieners and corn. If you've seen wieners and corn, that's not gumbo. That's a hot-ass mess. Don't mess with that. Leave that law, man. That's the great value. What you say, it? I know, I said, no, that's no, that no. great the great value version, like at Walmart, you know, they got the generic <laughs> version. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> Walmart, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, like some, shit, some, some, some crap you just don't put in your mouth. So right. But, uh, I, but there's a story which guys I'm gonna talk about in further podcasts in a couple of weeks from now. I'm gonna tell you about a couple of stories I share. Uh, with y'all some bad gumbo experience and gumbo cook-off competitions. And when you ever go to a gumbo cook-off competition, make sure you bring three things. Make sure you bring a bottle of water. Okay, something you got to spit out your mouth on the side. Make right. sure you bring some Modi Made and Pepto-Bismol. You never <laughs> know what that stuff would do to your stomach. Okay. Right. And last, make sure you have an exit strategy, a procurement plan, a, a retention plan, whatever you plan you got. So the fact that you got a place to go to if something go wrong and you don't know talk about the bubble guts go right. to it. Because trust me, I see the people they do out there. And trust me, I love those events, but everybody don't make gumbo the same right. And I'm telling you, you guys, be careful. So, Eddie, man, we're going to close this broadcast off, man. I just want to share with you, man, this about life and about adversity and about how to persevere, man. Eddie, man, what is your your... Man, your best practices, man, or that secret sauce on how you overcome, man, the trials and tribulations of life. Man, trials and tribulations are going to come no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Uh, and the, the measure of a man isn't, isn't what he has or what he does, is, is how he gets through that adversity. Um, the only thing that I can do uh, for myself, and this works for me, is uh, I've got when things aren't going right and it seems like oh, the whole world is on my shoulders, I've got to sit back and think, what is it that I did to contribute to that? And what is it that I can do to fix that? Um, and, and my motivation is my family, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a husband and a father and uh, any any man worth his weight who is either one of those things or both uh, can understand that there are days you wake up and there's absolute you want no part of it. You know, you've lost the will to try and succeed. You know, you've tried, you've lost all motivation. Um, but for me, having been in the military for so long uh, and, and in various leadership positions, I used to tell my subordinates, say um, false motivation, I'll accept, you know, you don't have to meet it. You just got to got to do it. And once you do that false motivation, it evolves. And it, it, it grabs a hold inside of you. And then all of a sudden you are truly motivated. So um, 
so what I do is my false motive. I, I, I take a step back, assess the situation, assess myself. And then, uh, you know, if need me, I throw, I throw as much false motivation as I need in order to evolve into actual true motivation. And that's that's what keeps me hustling and grinding. Man, I'm going to tell you something. And that, and that goes back to the mama mentality, man. You know, is that the mama mentality is 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 not making excuses in life. No. And is really focusing on, you know, just life is always going to come and, and, and hit your side of the face. But it's what you do to allow yourself to become Teflon. Teflon, yeah. nothing stick. If you want to be like that shelf life of that rice that sits there for 10 years, that is called preserve. Meaning you persevere to whatever outcome that comes in your life. So whatever you're going through today, whoever you are, whatever circumstance you go through, man, your maker will give you another second, minute, hour, day, week, month, year, decade, and hopefully another lifetime under him. Always trust the process. Trust those who love you and love those who love you more. And the enemies who don't like you, you still love them. That's how you succeed in life. Man, Ed, yes. I want to thank you, man, for being here today, man. Much love to you and the Papalona family, man. All our listening artists, man, thank you for listening today. This is our first episode of Everybody Doesn't Eat Everyone's Gumbo. Man, y'all have a blessed day. Much love to y'all. Peace out.